Hi besties, welcome back to Decaf Diaries. Um, this episode is coming to you a week late, I know. Um, but that is because I've been so busy getting prepared for finals. I had my last um, class of first semester yesterday and then I have a little bit less than a week to prep for finals and then I have civil law property, criminal law, you know, all the good stuff. But anyways, today's episode is called The Decaf and Diaries and that is because I realized that I've never actually gone on here to explain the name of the podcast and it does have a name, it's not just for funsies. Um, so before I get into that, just a little catch up of my life, which is what I do all the time and I find it so fun, I don't know. It also updates my friends with what I've been up to. Um, let's see, I've been going out a lot quite a lot um having tons of fun I had one night that I went out a little too hard and it ended up in creating some core memories I guess you could say um but I've been having fun I've been enjoying Madrid it really is such a good nightlife and while I haven't been clubbing that much I've been going out to bars a lot and it's fun, and restaurants, and, you know, just having a good time, like, enjoying myself, um, that's been great, school's been going really well, also, I've been getting grades back, I'm very happy with how I'm doing, especially because last year was not my best performance at all, which sort of sucks right now, because I'm submitting, um, applications to a bunch of jobs and internships for the summer and they're asking me for my current transcript and it is shit because it does not include it's not shit but it's not I'm very unsatisfied with it because it does not include the grades from this semester and so I don't know it does not put my best foot forward and it upsets me a little but it makes me happy that I've clearly gotten my shit together this semester and that's gonna show in the next transcript that comes out and I'm probably just gonna end up applying everywhere anyways and then sending up like an update I guess um but school's good it's fun I'm really excited for next semester because I'm taking really like finally specific classes so I'll give you some examples I'm taking labor law European Union law which it feels like I've already taken because I've had so many classes focus on European Union um I have some human rights law litigation, which should be really, really fun. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited overall. I have a ton of entrepreneurship, which um, I understand because I is like a business school, but it just, it's like annoying. I don't even know what we're going to do in that class. I feel like it's going to be similar to this one class that I'm in right now it's called technology and everyone who is taking it has taken it will have to take it will agree with me till the end of time that it is pointless because it's the school's attempt at like having a little bit of a liberal arts college curriculum where they make us take a bunch of like general requirements um so last year it was humanities this year it's technology and basically we're making like an app so we had to come up with like an issue and solve it this and that but like the computer science kids barely can figure out how to code a working app so imagine us law kids like I'm writing stuff because that's I genuinely feel like that's all I can be helpful and then it's just annoying we also had to do this like closed book quiz quizzing us on everything that we supposedly learned during the semester and like 
I don't know. It's just a mess. It's one of those things where you can tell that the school, like, didn't plan it thoroughly and the teachers are, like, random people who don't really know about what they're teaching. They just, like, got hired. I don't know. It's random. I really don't enjoy it. Um, but anyways, I'm very excited for the semester to fully end. I'm excited for finals to be done with. Um, my Christmas holiday plans are to stay in Madrid a couple days after... I finish exams, then I'm going to a country house to spend the 24th with my mom and her boyfriend's family, and then I'm coming back to Madrid for like two days, and I fly out to London to meet up with Ethan and his family. I'm meeting his family for the first time. I'm very excited, also like horrifically scared and nervous, which I know I shouldn't be, and like parents usually really like me, but it's stressful. Whoop. Okay, excuse that. Um, it is quite stressful and so I don't know I'm sure it'll go well and I'm very excited to see London Um, he sent me a list of things that we were going to be doing and I trust him thoroughly because he really has been in London for a while so I'm sure he's going to take me to really fun places but I'm very 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 excited I'm also going to do some shopping I don't know it's gonna be great and that means I'm also spending my birthday so December 31st there and so I believe we're going to a really nice dinner with his parents I said I wanted a cupcake from this Primrose Hill bakery so I know we're doing that and the rest of it is up in the air but I'm excited it's gonna be like a happy birthday I'm turning 20 I don't know very very fun um we also went to watch Swan Lake the other day it was like the Kiev Ballet Swan Lake they're touring around Spain so I thought we might as well we had sort of shitty seats, but it wasn't that bad, and it was Ethan's first time watching a ballet, which, like, I felt bad for because it's literally the longest ballet that exists, and I kept telling him what it was about before we got there, and he was telling me not to spoil it, and then we left, and he was, like, thankful that I had told him because even knowing what it was about and me speaking to him throughout the ballet, he didn't really know what was going on, but he was a great sport. He enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having some company to go watch it um I will say it was great it just like you can tell it's a smaller newer company um and I think I set my expectations a little bit too high um but it was fun it was like a good it was a good night and also apparently the national company like the Spanish national company is performing La Silfide currently and so I'm trying to get tickets for that um and I might drag Sophia and her sisters who are coming to visit um along with me so I'm excited for that um it was my mom's birthday that was great it was her boyfriend's birthday a couple days after that so we had like big lunches um oh there's new cover art for the podcast someone told me that it didn't look like me and that I looked like a baby in it so I was like you know what that's probably true I don't love it anyways so I spent probably too long on Canva changing it and trying different pictures and I ended up settling for a picture that Sada took of me which shout out Sada um I love it she took it this summer and then I just put some text on it and I kid you not took me hours to decide what like font I wanted how big the colors I just I can never make up my mind but it was fun to do and I'm very satisfied with it now it like looks like decaf diaries new era um but yeah I'm trying to think what else should I update you guys on that you wouldn't know already 
I don't know. I feel like I should just get into the episode, which is very chatty anyways. So, decaf is the wrong word to use. I'll start there. Because if you don't know this, which a lot of people don't know, decaf does not mean that there isn't caffeine in something. It just means that there's less caffeine, which I feel like the term decaf is lying to. But like, for instance, if you're drinking a coffee, normal coffee has tons of caffeine. Decaf coffee probably has half or a little bit less than half of that. And then no caffeine is the only time that you can trust that something is going to have no caffeine in it. And I know this because in 2015, um, that summer, I went to my first ballet summer intensive in Sarasota, Florida. And I was there for, I think, like two months. I had a ton of visa issues to go because it was just not coming out in time. So I arrived late, but I went with one of my good friends from school at the time and our moms. And we went to this really good ballet school. I think it was called the Sarasota Cuban Ballet Academy, I want to say. It was great. The teachers were great. Um, I had so much fun, and it was, like, the first time that I actually worked really hard ballet-wise. Like, before, when I was here, or when I was back home in Bogota, um, I took it lightly. It was just, like, a thing that I'd been doing since the age of, like, four, and it was just part of my life, but this was when I realized that it was really fun to do when you got good at it and I saw all these older kids who were amazing at it um but anyways it was amazing um part of the way through my mom flew back to Bogota and my dad flew in to take care of me for the rest of the trip and then I remember with him one day we were going to a mall because I think I had one day off a week and so we stopped at Taco Bell to have some food and I remember like a hard shell taco I was eating and I swallowed it and it sort of got stuck in my throat and I don't like it felt like I was choking and after that there was like a couple days left of a summer intensive and from then on I had like this really weird anxious feeling that there was something stuck in my throat and that I was choking and I've always been generally anxious especially as a kid but like you could tell because I was jittery, I'd like move my feet a ton under the table, you know, I'd like tap things with my fingers and it really annoyed my parents, especially my dad. So while he was there, he sort of tried to get me to stop and I just remember the last couple days, they're sort of a blur, but like I was feeling unwell, I felt that hard shell taco stuck in my throat um, and I was trying not to jitter, but it like felt like it was building anxiety. And then we get to the airport to fly home. It's like a short, like three and a half hour flight. I was feeling very unwell. We tried to eat lunch. I was not hungry. was not having it. Did not eat anything. Um, got on the plane, flew home. My dad dropped me off at my mom's house. Um, we had dinner. It was nice to see her again. And we're watching this show that I guess is like Survivor, but Colombian version. It's called El Desafio. Um, and... It was close to my bedtime. I was so tired and I'm trying to go to sleep, but I felt so anxious. So like anxious like I never had before. Like I could feel it in my body. It wasn't just a sensation. And sure enough, I like touched my chest and my heart, like you could feel my heart beating through my chest and you could see it beating through my sweater. Like I was wearing a thick yarn sweater and you could see it. And so I tell my mom and she's like, relax, just breathe, lay down, like 
it's all the traveling. There's this thing that they call sodoche in Colombia. That's when you change altitudes, um, it takes your heart a sec to like figure itself out. And so we assumed it was that. It would not calm down. It had been like an hour. I was losing my breath over how quickly my heart was going. It was like genuinely terrifying. I remember I tried to take my pulse and it was something ridiculous, like 170 beats per minute. And so we were like, oh, we must be making this up. Let's just go to the hospital. And so long story short, we show up to the hospital and I ended up being in the hospital for 29 days. Um, They could not really figure out what was wrong with me. They drew tons of blood. Um, Basically, anytime my heart would start racing, I'd feel so deathly ill again a spanish word it's called la palida it's like it's you turn pale and you feel nauseous and a couple times i'd throw up and like it was not a good look at all um and it would happen multiple times a day anytime i would do anything that would make my heart beat um increase so if you don't know what that would be it's literally you can sit up in bed and that can change the rhythm of your heart so it was really debilitating and horrible and for a while they thought I was having something terribly wrong like I don't know I remember thinking maybe it's cancer maybe it's something in my head maybe it's something in my heart I remember I talked to a psychologist and people kept telling me that it was probably um just anxiety And I got very insecure about that because I'd never actually wanted to give my anxiety that much attention and it was being brought to light. So that was very difficult for me. Um, Yeah, basically they just could not figure out what was wrong. And I remember my parents having to stay with me. It was not a good time. Uh, I couldn't go back to ballet. I think I left the hospital right before the school year started back up again. And I left with the diagnosis that in English is called unusual sinus tachycardia. And what that means, explained by a doctor, the tachycardia means that your heart is going quickly. The sinus is sort of where and unusual means it just shouldn't be happening and so it's like a doctor's way of saying i don't know why your heart is beating fast but you probably won't die from it so that was good that was a very very good thing to hear um i got some medication i don't think the medication helped at all um and honestly the way i remember this happening mind you it was like eight years ago so it's a little blurry I went back home with the pills. I took the pills for a while and then it sort of went away. And I went back to the doctor in like five months and he said, yeah, your heart rate's a little high, but like you're mostly fine. Like you should be fine. Um, I remember him saying specifically, like, I hope I never see you again. And it was a good thing because that meant I just was over the heart incident and it had just been that a particular incident because I had stressed my heart too much at the summer intensive and it had sort of put the cardiac rhythm into a whack spot um and it had taken some time and some medication to get it back and while I did feel like my heart beat a little faster than it should after the fact I wasn't medicated or anything and I didn't really think about the heart thing again until summer of 2019 and so this is when I knew that I was gonna start going to boarding school and so the last day of school 
came around it was sort of sad I had to say bye to everyone but like I was really excited to go to boarding school it was terrifying but I had been wanting to do this for a while and like everything had worked out in my favor my parents had agreed to do it um I'd gotten into the school I wanted to go to everything was perfect basically but it was a little scary and so the day after school ended I remember I was watching some show in my living room my heart starts going really really fast and it won't stop and it won't stop and it won't stop and I called my who used to be my nanny into the room but like she would help us around the house um into the room and I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm like my heart won't slow down it won't stop and so we call my mom my mom is freaking out and so we go to the hospital and we meet her there and once again I'm in the hospital for it was probably like 15 days before they let me out and then I got really sick again and had to go back in for another 15 days and I was in there for around a month also um they assumed that it was the same thing. I remember getting in there. I was like in the emergency room. Uh, and oh, I'm forgetting something about the first time I was in the hospital. I was in the ICU, which is the intense care unit for a week because they wanted to be able to monitor me 24-7. And that was the only place where they had um, the machines to do that. And it was horrible you guys like I can still remember the kids around me had like very serious illnesses I could not have people in the room with me I was connected to so many things that I couldn't even like bend my arm so it was a struggle for me to eat I wasn't allowed out of bed for the entirety of the week and there's only one small tv up in the corner that I could like watch stuff on and I wasn't allowed to like touch the remote nothing because of the like issues with possible infections and stuff it was horrendous like I'd have doctors coming in to feed me because they felt so bad for me and then my parents could be in there for like a couple hours a week and that was it but anyways flash forward to 2019 I went to the same hospital that I had been in originally but there's this other hospital that is specialized in all things heart where my old uh heart doctor worked actually so I remember I was in the emergency room I was feeling a little bit better was once I was in there and then I start freaking out I sort of had a panic attack felt like I couldn't breathe they put oxygen on me so they end up transferring me from that hospital to the heart hospital in an ambulance which is the first and only time ever in an ambulance um it was sort of terrifying because it's like a scary environment to be in and you just think about all the things and how serious it is but we got in there we got a really nice room I remember that and I was watched and observed again exactly as it happened in 2015 but this time I was way more aware of what was happening to me doctors were actually speaking to me about it Uh, I remember like halfway through my stay they said that I should start exercising to see what would happen so they'd give me a halter which is this machine that is stuck to you with the little like stickers that go on your chest for 24 hours and they hook it around you basically and it measures your heart for and records like your heartbeat for 24 hours straight and you're supposed to write down anytime that you feel some weird symptom so that they can try to link that time with like the rhythm of your heart and what shows up in the I want to say transcripts it's definitely not the right term for that but you know what I mean 
and so I remember I'd walk around and my heart rate would be crazy it was just it was not fun again I felt very sick when my heart rate would go up my parents were there my friends visited not a fun time and for a while there was a serious concern about whether or not I'd be able to go to boarding school because if I'm sick and in the hospital like how are my parents going to trust to a get me some good insurance in the U.S. that won't make us go broke if this happens to me there um and be like they're far away so if something happens and I have to go be in the hospital for a while like how would they get to me it was just it was scary but eventually in July I end up going home I remember the day I got home I had such bad anxiety and that was the first time when I thought damn maybe my anxiety could have some link to my heart like maybe they've been right all along um still like it was very much a physical thing like all the tests had proven that I had a heart condition but I started thinking that maybe my anxiety could worsen it um this time I was put on medication the same medication as before but a little bit more uh so a pill and a half to be exact which I still take to this day Um, which means I've been taking it for, what, a little over four years, which is crazy. Um, and I cut out caffeine. And so what this meant was basically for a year, I wouldn't even try chocolate, which is insane for me to think about now. But like, if you put a brownie in front of me, I was scared to bite into it. Um, yes, chocolate does have caffeine, not a lot, but I was terrified. And so I was home, I started feeling better, bought flights, went to Deerfield in the fall. I had a whole big long talk with my parents in the health center at Deerfield about like my care plan. I was basically fine, they just would make me come in every once in a while and get my heart rate measured and my blood pressure measured and everything. Um, I was dancing ballet and I was normal and during my time at Deerfield, I had no issues with my heart. Since 2019, that summer, I have been completely fine and have not gone back into the hospital for anything heart-related, thankfully, because those hospital stays really are just horrible little blotches in my past. They were not pleasant at all. And at Deerfield, I started to experience more and more anxiety, probably because it was just a really stressful environment. You're always going, going. Um, and that was difficult at times. But when I got anxious, I think because of the medication and also the things that I've like sort of caught onto with time, I figured out how my breathing can help control my heart, how what I'm eating helps with my heart. Um, and I've been doing okay. And I got over my no chocolate era, thankfully. Um, After a year that way, I was able to try some Deerfield brownies, which are delicious, and just eat chocolate overall. I still, unfortunately, don't drink chai tea, which the Starbucks chai tea latte is literally the most delicious thing I've ever tried in my life. I used to put like one or two pumps of mint in it, and it has so much caffeine, I know, but it was delicious. And I low-key still sometimes wonder what would happen if I had it like Loki today I'm going ice skating with Ethan later um and I know he's getting some hot chocolate I might try it out I might get some chai latte um and see how I'm doing in that area I know I say it funny people have told me that so many times but 
the taste of it, how milky it is. While I was in Amsterdam with Sada, actually, I bought some decaf chai tea, which I know exactly means still has some caffeine in it, but less. But in my brain, I'm like, if chai tea already has less caffeine than coffee, if I get the decaf version of that, then it's probably like drinking a little bit of green tea, which I should be fine with, you know? I'm not gonna die from this. I'm medicated. The doctor has cleared me from avoiding anything caffeine related like obviously i'm not gonna go out and drink a red bull but i should be fine i don't know maybe next week's episode is gonna be an update on what happened with me drinking chai again i'm not gonna have a dirty chai absolutely not but like a little bit should probably be fine we'll see um but anyways my update with the heart condition is being in madrid the pill that i take is not sold here which is really inconvenient because it means my parents my friends my family and i have to bring huge stashes of a heart pill um a beta blocker is what it's called from colombia here every single time because i just cannot be bothered to go to the doctor and like get the equivalent i asked my doctors back home and they try to figure it out and they found something that is like the same drug that I take but it has something in addition that is just not great for me and like it's just unnecessary to have something else going into my body it's also only sold um in bigger doses so like the smallest pill you can get for that's 100 milligrams and I take 75 so I'd have to like cut the pills into quarters which also makes no sense um I don't know it's a pain and so I've honestly thought about stopping the pill right before i moved to madrid i like did some tests where i stopped taking it for three or four days to see what would happen and they put me on treadmills and like they made me run and stuff and my heart rate went crazy obviously but it could be partially withdrawals because i've been on this pill for so long so i think my 2024 goal might be to start weaning myself off of it like instead of having one and a half every day having one or I don't know I think I'd be fine and it really four years it's more than enough to be taking a heart pill you know I can't I don't like the idea of being under 20 years old and having that much accumulation of like medicine in me yet I don't know but I probably would have to find a doctor here to do that and get blood tests and I hate needles and hate getting my blood drawn so we'll see about that um to this day I have yet to really try coffee i don't think i've ever drank like i've had i've put it on my lips you know like swallowed a sip of coffee i think it's disgusting obviously it's an acquired taste so why would i like it if i you know like if i've never actually been a coffee drinker um but it's funny i feel like a lot of people have told me that my personality fits with coffee at deerfield people had so much coffee all the time and my friends didn't realize that like somehow i was still staying awake but without some help of a little espresso shot and so i feel like that's an accomplishment to me now um some people ask me if i can drink i can (laughs) i mean i do and i'm fine um sugar does make your heart rate a little faster so like in cocktails it's probably not great but i'm fine i love sugar so i'm not cutting that out anytime soon and i've been completely okay um i'm not supposed to smoke i've never smoked anything so that's not an issue but like the act of smoking somehow increases your heart rate uh i quite frankly don't know what other 
drugs like weed or hard drugs would do never actually tried so couldn't give any context in relation to that but this is all to say that my heart thing really has not impacted the way I live um since 2019 and I'm super grateful for that but it is like a big part of my personality I think which could be embarrassing but like I don't know I felt very um not excluded but like I was missing out on something for so many years when I couldn't drink coffee and I couldn't have all these things but like slowly going back into them I realized that it really is not that big of a deal like it is inconvenient when I wasn't drinking coca-cola for instance because only here I've been able to find um caffeine-free versions of a bunch of sodas which is great and means that I can drink them now but it really it's not as big as of a deal as other people have made it to be or I have felt that it was in the past um but yeah I feel like that's the whole story I told it so efficiently in under 30 minutes the whole heart condition story of why this is called decaf diaries um anyways for some reason I thought that was gonna take longer uh for more like technical things of my heart this is random like for a bit when I was in the hospital I remember thinking that I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to really understand how my heart was working and how things worked and now I feel like I have a generally goodish grip of like basic medical terms and things in relation to heart because I had so many tests and so many weird things done like I remember they'd put me on this like metal table thing and they'd strap me to it and then it starts horizontal and it starts going more and more vertical and it's to see if you're gonna pass out it's a really horrible feeling and like they inject you with stuff before too it's not nice at all but um yeah I've had weird tests like that done a ton of weird exercise things done also where they like really boost up the incline on treadmills and you have to run or like trot (laughs) basically and you're holding on and I also remember feeling like I was gonna pass out never fun um oh also I've been trying to get into running right and I guess that is the one thing where I don't know if I use it as an excuse or it is actually a thing I feel like my heart goes so fast and I can't breathe I can't like catch my breath and so it's so hard for me to run I feel like I'm in such bad shape but it really upsets me but that is the one area in my life well where I will still use my heart condition as an excuse for anything which I feel is justified um but yeah anyways uh if you know anything else about tachycardia my specific tachycardia pills that they sell in Spain that could be equivalent to I'll say the name of my pill now it's called betaloxoc um and I take 75 milligrams of that and I have been taking 75 milligrams of that since 2019 uh it's supposed to not accumulate in your bloodstream but I have a hard time believing that all the pills that I've taken are not floating around in me at least a tiny little bit um but yeah it's not supposed to be bad for you in the long term it's just such a pain to be taking pills all the time and like what if I never move back to Colombia which honestly it is not my plan to move back like and I take this pill forever I need to find the equivalent in Europe 
or I need to just stop taking it completely. Um, or low-key something else that I've thought about a couple times is I could take it when I'm gonna have caffeine just as a backup and then not take it days when I'm gonna be fine, you know? And it's just, it's like a backup plan to not risk my health or risk having to go back to the hospital because those were shit, let me tell you. Not being able to move off of a bed without feeling really violently ill um, is horrible. I have not felt that ill until um, I got a weird infection last year. Oh, January this year, actually. And I was like hallucinating. It was horrible. I watched this i'm blanking on his name but like the football player who killed his girlfriend and then killed himself like horrible story i don't know why that was the sort of thing that i thought to watch while i was sick but i remember i woke up in the middle of the night and i was like screaming and kicking and hallucinating and like breaking out into cold sweats not fun that and then last saturday or actually it's almost two weeks ago saturday when i went out with sophia we went to dinner and then we went bar hopping and then we met up with ethan and his friends and i just didn't measure things correctly i'm usually a good lightweight you know i don't drink more than i can but i think i was a little too happy that night and having too much fun um but yeah, those are probably the four times in my life that I remember being like violently ill and wanting to throw up and just not feeling well at all. But yeah, um, I feel like that is more than enough for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys found this interesting. It probably isn't. It's just me chatting about like my life and my health which I can't imagine finding super interesting unless you like care about my general well-being, but it gives context to the podcast I feel like is necessary. Um, And it's a good pre-final exams, easy podcast to film. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. Once again, if you like the podcast, please rank it in Spotify and Apple Music. I don't really know how to do it on Apple, but on Spotify at the top, there's a little stars. I have three five-star reviews, which I'm flattered. Oh, also, I had people texting me, telling me that I was like their number one podcast on Spotify Wrapped, which I know probably means that they don't really listen to podcasts, but it's so flattering and is so sweet. Like, Grace, if you're listening to this, I literally made my night um but yeah it wasn't even on my podcast rap so i'm really flattered that it was on other people's but yeah uh hope you guys have a good finals week two weeks ahead or are having a good finals week if you're doing that currently um i'm praying and hoping for all the luck but also studying hard so i should be okay um and yeah i'll see you guys next week bye Thank you.